Danath woke with a start. The island was alive and shaking. His teeth rattled in his head. Before his eyes, a chunk of beachhead broke away and disappeared into boiling seawater. The quake eased, then at last stilled. The morning sun's reflection on the water, a shimmering column running out to meet the horizon, made it appear as if everything was again right in the world, at peace. But Deneth was not fooled. He closed his eyes, pulled away from his body, and reached underwater to the island's foundation, and drew back at once. The ground beneath his feet had shivered to life. He snorted, furious. Another quake was coming, a big one, and it would shake this island to pieces. And magic? No, he couldn't turn to that. Magic of any kind was out of the question. Even a light spell, like the telepathic touch of his draconic mind, would bring the destruction faster. He and this island were about to become permanent residents of the ocean floor. He rose up on shaky legs and made his way to a vast sculpture garden spread across the middle section of the island. He gazed upon it for a long moment, drinking in the sight, allowing it to calm him. These were his children, products of his fire, his claws, and his memory, his only real companions here, besides the damned seagulls. Nearly every sculpture interacted with another. A snarling lion leapt on a wildebeest. A python strangled a crocodile, which in turn was devouring an antelope. Hundreds of animals played their parts in tableaus of mortal violence. They glinted in the morning sunlight. Beasts crafted from sand he'd melted into glass, sculpted from memories of a time before he was imprisoned here. He moved among them, seeking one in particular. At the very center of the garden, it stood. The man depicted in glass was ancient, though he stood erect, arms raised, caught in the very moment before he cast a spell. Unlike the others, he wasn't locked in combat with any other creation. He alone escaped the carnage. The dragon had worked hard to capture the remorseless set of the eyes, vital and dark despite the man's advanced age, his crooked, protruding nose, and his bulbous, bald head. The dragon lowered his head so he was snout to face with the figure he had made with so much care. So, Soren, he said, at last you win. The sculpture was harmless. The real Soren was not. Soren's hundred-year-old curse was a supernatural leash tying Deneth to this desolate strip of land. He could never be out of sight of it. If he tried to fly beyond this limit, the wizard's powerful weaving would drag him back and plop him on the beach. There was nothing but empty water within sight of the island, and the island wasn't close to any shipping routes. It was, in essence, the perfect prison, and for a creature with the potential for a limitless lifespan, exquisite torture. But now, after a century of enduring it, the torture was about to end. Dragons can drown, and from his brief telepathic touch he knew the island would sink sometime in the next few days. Soren's curse would pull him down after it, drag him under, and he would die, fighting for air like an unwanted kitten in a bag. He clenched a forepaw into a fist. 
He knew it was meaningless. He knew it was destroying one of his most perfect creations. He knew all of that. He smashed the statue anyway.